Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I am Angel H. Davis, and I am your host. And this is a podcast that brings hope and healing to a hurting world. And the way that we do that is by combining sound psychology with biblical truth. And today, I have on the podcast a guest. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. She's a fellow teammate of mine on Uncharted Ministries. It's Sharon Danley. And Sharon's been on our podcast before about hearing God's voice. And you'll want to go back and listen to that if you haven't. So I'll put that in the show notes. And Sharon's just a gifted intercessor. She's gifted in the in the realm of beauty and art. And God speaks to her through her five senses. So I just love to hear Sharon's um, take on what she's hearing from the Lord and, and how she um, experiences God and then shares it with others. So Sharon, thanks for being with me. Thank you, Angel. I'm excited about today. Yeah, me too. And so what happened is I'm telling everybody the story that you already know is <laughs> I, I had some rare time I have these days just to sit with God, just kind of do nothing in quotes and just hear his heart, read scripture, you know, just worship a little bit. And then I got led to write a blog and I haven't been led to write anything in so long. I, I mean, I can't tell you how long it's been <laughs> since I wrote anything. <laughs> so I wrote it on you know, the, the, the latest tumultuous times we're going through with the Israel and Gaza war. And then, you know, we're talking about that, but also just talking, the word he gave me was compassion fatigue. That mm. so, so many of us that have been praying through COVID and race relations and all the issues that have been going on, then Russia and Ukraine and political unrest and the list goes on and on. And um, now we have this really important uh, moment in time with Israel. And um, anyway, so I had just written it. I closed up, you know, that part. I opened up my Facebook just to check on things. Well, 838 posts popped up. Well, it never pops up. Usually I have to go search for it. And that is part of what we get to do in our ministry is kind of update people on the persecuted church. And what do I read? But this post that talked about prayer warriors, let's not grow weary in the fight of intercession. <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> saying the exact same thing. So I contact um, Bruce on our team. I'm like, who wrote this? I got to talk to them. Who wrote this? <laughs> and it was you, Sharon. It was you. Yeah. So what, you know, I know, and, and you know, is that it's a word from the Holy Spirit. It is. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about, um, you know, first of all, in, in your eyes and in, in us getting to do ministry over in Israel and in the Middle East, why this matters so much biblically that we are kind of on alert and we are in our prayer stance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, as believers, we've been grafted in mm -hmm. to Israel and um, God is a God of promises that stand secure forever. And so when he makes a covenant with us, he keeps it and he's made his covenant with Israel, not because of Israel's greatness or all that they do right, but because he loves them. And it's the same with us too. 
I can't lose my salvation. He makes that very clear. And so it's just a loving God who loves us first and causes us to fall in love with him as we realize more and more all that he has done for us. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. And there's, you know, scripture after scripture in the Bible about that covenant. And it goes back to, I mean, the first one I'm aware of is in Genesis 12, um, where the, and I'm just going to read it. The Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. And later in chapter 13, he, he shows in that land, which is the modern day Israel. But verse two says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So there's that covenant you're Mm -hmm. talking about. And yes. Right. So it's just a love, you know, God picked, uh, little bitty Israel to reveal himself to the world. And I'm so Mm -hmm. glad he did, you know? Mm -hmm. And then in revelation, it talks about in other places that that is the land he will come back to. Mm. Right. And so, uh, you know, I'm not a Bible theologian, so I can't unpack that a whole bunch, but, um, but we just know it says it. And I've heard, um, you know, greater than I talk about that. Um, And then there's just geopolitical reasons, but we're not going to dive into that today. We want to keep it on the spiritual level. Um, That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, in, in like our great leader says, Tom Doyle, Doyle, that this is a spiritual battle and it's a kingdom issue and God's love is big enough for Israel and for Gaza. And so, yeah, we can be in prayer there. So, but why did you get led to, you know, write about the weariness and and all of that? Um, Well, thanks for asking, Angel. Actually, that morning that I was to write, I sat down and was looking at some different resources for writing about the persecuted church. And I thought to myself, wow, this has been going on a long time. You know, Mm. Lord, is there, is there... I was looking at other things to write about and all of a sudden I just felt this overcoming sense. You need to write about weariness of the Mm. believers. And I myself have certainly experienced that, you know, uh, where you just put your head in your hands and you say, I'm tired of crying. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I don't know what to pray. This is going on and on and I don't see when it's going to end. Right. And um, so that really began just me asking the Lord, please write through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, not awesome, but it is very interesting because that's, I could almost say the same exact thing about that same morning. Um, mm-hmm. And just despondency, just kind of brain fog, just not even being able to think or focus very well and 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 because of so much that had been going on so and and then like i told you before we started then i started seeing it on other people's posts or you know Mm -hmm. stories so it is a word for the lord and i know for me that morning what he was whispering to me is i'm as he said i'm building up resilience and Mm -hmm. you know i've spoke about resilience in in this podcast before but 
we as a body of Christ here in the Western church in America are getting an opportunity from the Lord because conflict is an opportunity <laughs> to get built up, to grow some spiritual muscles. And man, you, you know, you talk about the persecuted church and, you know, way before Israel, I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on and on for all of church history, how you know, the, the persecution, and we've never really had to deal with that over here. Not really. Um, right. And we're just starting to get a little taste. So I, so in my mind for me, Sharon, I don't know about you, for me, I felt the Lord saying, yeah, you're weak in that area because you've never had to do this. Right. Mm. So it's not like a shaming thing. It's just like, exactly. okay, Hey, we're going to the gym of, of, of faith, <laughs> of faith, you know, the, mm. the fitness gym of faith, and we're going to build you up. Right. Exactly. And I, I love that you're pointing that out because I don't know about you, but I, you know, when it started happening, my heart was racing. I'm looking at my news feed all the time. Yes. I'm feeling like I need to understand everything I possibly can, interceding, interceding, waking up in the middle of the night. And you, your body can only go through that so long. And then right. it's not that God can't wake you up in the night. He does. But um, I just started noticing how exhausted I felt. Yeah. And that I would have times of weeping and deep intercession that was very powerful, mm -hmm. but then it would be followed by times of silence with God mm -hmm. and feelings of guilt that, you know, I should be praying more, but I don't feel like it. And I don't even know how to pray. And then I'd also have feelings of loneliness, a disconnection mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. other believers feeling like, wait a minute, does everyone not feel this way? And honestly, not everyone feels this way. Yes. Um, some people are called to intercession more than others. Um, and some people understand situations of Gaza-Israel relationships more than others. And so we're not all the same, but that doesn't mean we're not all the body of Christ. And we need to, you know, keep from dividing ourselves from one another and judging each other. How much are you praying? Why aren't you more interested in this? And I realized that um, as I felt this kind of guilt come over me sometimes that I'm, I'm tired, I just don't think I can do this, I would, I would really have to stand there and preach the gospel to myself, mm -hmm. which is, you know, Christ died for me. I know I am a believer. His blood covers me. He has compassion on my weakness, just like you were saying. He, he knows my limits better than I do. You know, uh, Psalm 103, 13 through 14 says, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. So we have this hand reaching out from God saying, come join me, son or daughter, and, and pray. Um, and then we're to reject the voice of the enemy who taunts us. And, you know, you call yourself a Christian? Why aren't you mm. praying more? Is mm -hmm. this the God you serve? Where is he? Your prayers don't matter. Things are out of control. Mm -hmm. And we just have to fight the spiritual battle in our mind before we ever start fighting the spiritual battle in prayer, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. for others. Yeah. That's so. so good. And that's so funny because I wrote a few little tips on how to combat the weariness and the fatigue. And the first was that, that, 
idea of putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, you know, that they tell <laughs> mm -hmm. you on the plane, right. because if we're weary, we cannot help other people. And it's like you said, it's hard to pray. So we may need to reach out to another person we trust to say, Hey, pray for me because I, I, I'm struggling here or, you know, just cry out to God, you know, help me. Um, I can't do this. I need help. Um, be honest with God as King David was just come to that throne of grace. So I, I love that again. Um, Holy spirit sharing that same thing. Um, so I, I want to just take a minute and back up and say, you know, you and I've have again the privilege of being on this team well i think like you uh like myself we have a story that god just kind of knitted us into this team with tom and joanne doyle i never expected to be on this team Me either <laughs> right and we count it a high privilege yes. and 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 because we're on this team our heart is so knitted with Israel. We've got people on the Gaza side, the Israel side that we know and love, um, if not just, per, you know, personally, but through Tom and Joanne. And so there are believers on both sides, which people need to know, but we're also been crying out and ministry for the non-believers on both sides. So, um, and right. we minister to the Jew first, then the Arabs and, um, it's, it's the way our ministry goes. So that's one reason we're more, um, our DNA is kind of more knitted towards this. And I like what you said that not everybody may be called to it, but we are all called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem as Psalm 122.6. So if nothing yes. else to at least be aware and, and shoot up some breath prayers, um, I'll say for myself, um, and this is the season I've been in through, I think, ever since COVID hit and all this stuff has been going down. Um, and I've just had to come to peace with this. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I cannot remember one scripture. I mean, honestly, mm. I've tried, mm -hmm. can't do it. I have finally, you know, we're not to force things with the Lord. We're supposed to just, so I know Holy Spirit's there. I know he's with me. I know I'm the daughter you know, of a king. So, mm -hmm. so mostly my prayers are through, uh, worship songs. I will oh. remember worship songs and I'll, I will wake up singing like a song in my head. So I've learned to trust that that's God's way through me mm -hmm. in this season. Go figure. I don't understand it, but I use that as a, as an offering of prayer. So I just want to encourage maybe some people that if they're like me and they can't think of a prayer or, a scripture, you know, I'll, I'll know bits of it, but I can't, it's like, forget yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It. <laughs> I can't even remember names in the middle of the night, hardly at all either. So, um, anyway, God just takes our little fish and loaves and he uses it. And, and I think, you know, we can listen to some prayer people. And I know I struggle with this on our team because we have such eloquent prayer people on our team. Um, and I can get a little intimidated if I, if I let my flesh, you know, get in the way. Right. But, but God just uses us where we're at. And so it's just about your heart being towards that. Do you think? Exactly. I totally agree with you, Angel. And I think that is so, such a beautiful picture of how God knits us together um, in our mother's wombs. And he 
purposely creates us uniquely in ways to hear him. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, you're hearing him through worship music in your head at night. That is spectacular. And um, but then there's others who might be drawn into prayer and hear God in a different way. Mm-hmm. And our God is big enough to do that. And he's creative enough. And we need to embrace that mm-hmm. and celebrate that within the body. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, is it first Corinthians, second Corinthians, but that image of we're all different parts of a body, like a, a hand and, you know, a leg, yes. a finger. So we all are, you know, we're all not supposed to be the same. So, yeah. So what are other ways that, um, that you got encouraged to kind of, um, you know, be resilient in this weariness and keep on keeping on? Are there other things that he spoke to you or you have learned? Yes. Thanks for asking. I would say um, just listening to other believers. Uh, My daughter is very wise for her 28 years Mm -hmm. and she saw me the first two weeks of the war Mm -hmm. And she knows my heart and she knows that God's given me a more sensitive temperament. You know, some people can watch news reels all day long and they're not impacted by it, but it really affects me. And she said, you know, mom, you, people need to guard their heart against overconsumption of negative news. Woo. Listen Um, to her. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, wow. How? Okay. (laughs) But anyway, I, I just jotted that down because I, I was like, I think that's something that we need to remember. How did God make us and weave us? And, and what, is, what are our thresholds? What seasons of life are we in? As yes. Kendall, my daughter, likes to say, she's a mom of two tiny ones. She doesn't have all the time to focus on the news and that kind right. of thing. But she is praying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are we earning favor with God because of how much we pray? Or is he looking at our heart of, I hear you. I Mm. see what's happening in your life. I receive from you. Like you said, the amount of loaves and fish we have, even Mm -hmm. for the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, I really start by being honest with God, confessing my weariness, you know, to him and to other believers, and then reminding myself, I am weak. He says it over and over. You're weak. (laughs) He is strong. (laughs) And ask him to be my strength and shield as I pray. Mm. Remembering there's no condemnation for those in Christ now, you know, Um, and then just praising him. That's how I begin, because when I close my eyes and I'm able to say out loud, you know, if I'm able to do that wherever I am, just saying, you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the one who never sleeps. You are victorious over sin and death. And you go on and on. And suddenly mm. I just feel this fire being lit mm. uh-huh. in my soul. Yeah. And then that kind of gives way into the opening of where God wants you to be praying. And um, if I can share a little bit more, Angel, yeah. one of the things I love to do is um, I think, okay, what's, what biblically is rising up in me? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there an image of King David? Is there the story of the woman at the well? Or where is it? And then go there in your mind, in your God-given imagination, Mm -hmm. go there and then start praying that way. For example, this morning I was, I was praying and I saw Revelation 1911, the Lord riding in on his white horse to battle the enemy. And if I quote, stand there in that image and look at it, right? Mm -hmm. 
how, how beautiful he is and his robe. And it says it's dipped in blood and he's, you know, he's my warrior King who's coming back. I am consumed with thoughts of he's victorious. This feels like the enemy's winning right now, but that is not true. Mm-hmm. We're only seeing a part of it. And mm-hmm. so I, I do like living, using my imagination in mm-hmm. these ways to help me better see quote C (laughs) right instead of just reading the story I like to see it to hear it to experience it yes and you're you're gifted that way and I think artistic people are but God does speak through our five senses and that's all over the Bible and I think you and I talked about that in in that podcast we did together but so will you, since you mentioned that, mention, uh, describe to our listeners what you saw at church the other day when you were interceding. Oh, yes. Okay. So went to church, was just standing there worshiping. Um, I honestly don't even remember what song it was. It, it was just a time of worshiping God. And all of a sudden in my mind, I saw a picture and it really blew me away. It was the risen Christ in a white robe standing huge over Gaza and Israel and his hands and feet were pierced. Mm. One foot was over in Gaza, the other foot securely placed in Israel. Um, His hands were raised up and blood was dripping over Gaza, over Israel, but puddling in the middle Mm. And all the people were starting to gather in the middle under him, looking up at him. Mm. And when I looked at his face, he had his eyes closed and he was lifting his face in worship to the father. Mm. And on top of his head was a dove, which of course I know can symbolize the Holy spirit. And as I looked up higher, Above Christ's head was a floor of lapis lazuli, which is a beautiful blue rock. Mm. And on top of that was God the Father's throne. And God the Father, and I didn't see him. I just felt his presence looking down in joy at his son. So uh, believe you me, that was something (laughs) that I went home and I wrote down. (laughs) I I didn't want to forget it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, that is a gorgeous. And I know a lot of people are like, I want to have a vision like that. I've never had a vision like that. (laughs) So but here's the deal. Again, God speaks to us in different ways. And he he knows our frame. He knows how to speak. He knows how to show what he wants to show us. And you again, having that artist background, you can make your environment beautiful. You just have that gifting he gave you. Um, So you can paint that picture in your mind where he paints it. And that, I guess that's the point I want to make. It was a spontaneous vision. It's not something you tried to figure out. No, Um, right. And and even what you were talking about before in prayer is the focus is on God, his word, who his character is, worshiping him, and then letting the rest flow from there. But that is powerful. And it's powerful for our prayers as the world you know, wants to pick sides and have all these battles. Mm. God's heart is just for people to come to him and know the freedom and know that our sins are paid for. And his heart aches over every lost soul. 
Exactly. And all the, the, the carnage that happens. So, um, we, you know, as we pray obediently to his word, to pray for the peace of Israel, <clears throat> it doesn't leave out the other side. It doesn't leave out um, the Arabs or the Palestinians or um, it doesn't leave out anybody. It, it's exactly. Just, yeah. We're just obeying his word and praying as he leads us to pray. And that is really the safest prayers to pray are God's word back to him. Right. Exactly. Yes. Well, and that brings me to another point that as I, re- as I receive this um, vision I mm-hmm. go back to the word and say, does this contradict anything in your word? Because yes. if it does, that's not from him. Amen. And, right. And it says that, that Jesus died for the whole world mm-hmm. and that there's going to be many tongues, many nations mm-hmm. gathered in heaven. Yes. And so of course his eyes are on the suffering in, in Gaza. And we know that people, terrorists, people come to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. It is we don't hear about it necessarily right on the news, but he's doing this work every single day. Yeah. Well, when we get to work with Saul's turn to Paul, modern day Saul's turn to Paul, right. In our ministry, I mean, they're leading the churches over in the middle East. So um, enemies of the Lord that have come to know Christ through vision dreams or somebody just telling them the, uh, the good news of the gospel. So yes, we know that happens. Um, you know, I think a couple of things that as you've been speaking, I want to make sure we mention is one is earlier on when we were talking about the weariness and feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and all the stuff coming at us and Kendall, your daughter, very wise, you know, sometimes we got to just shut off the news. I mean, I learned that the get go of COVID. It's just like, I can't watch news. I, I get new information bits and pieces, but I can't just sit there and watch and watch and watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does not help my soul. (laughs) It does not. (laughs) Exactly. And with all the, you know, misinformation and all that stuff. So we got to watch how much we do want to be informed. So we're not going to be ignorant, but we want to go to truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. And the one who is true that, is written about in the word and his word, you know, the, the Bible is what we can count on. Um, but oftentimes as intercessors and I, and, and, and you can tell your part of this story, I would guess you would relate to this. And he gave me the, um, image years ago of it's like a heart bypass machine where it'll, the, the, the sorrow, the heartache, the trauma will come to my heart. Like I'll literally feel it. Yes. Sometimes it feels crushing. Mm. And, and I used to think what's wrong with me and why am I feeling this way? And so even the despondency I've been feeling lately, the brain fog, that some of the things you said, I wonder how much of that is, are we interceding on behalf of our brothers and sisters who are really in the middle of it? So we're feeling it, but it's to mm-hmm. go back like a heart bypass machine, go through my heart, back up to the Lord so that he can then take care of it. And we, we carry it for a moment, but we've got to remember to release these things to him, to not carry it around. It is not our burden. It's not to be on our shoulders and we can't handle it. He's the only one that can bear that burden. That's so, that's such a good word, Angel. And I think about him described as the man of many sorrows on mm-hmm. the earth. And 
many times in my prayers, I just cry out and I say, how can you handle all mm -hmm. of this from mm -hmm. Ukraine? To, you know, there's always wars. And he told us there would be, right. there would be right. wars and rumors of wars. Well, I don't know how much I can keep up with that or carry it, but I mm -hmm. love what you're suggesting. That's a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as intercessors, or even just w whether you call your intercessor, just as we're praying for all this stuff going on that we remember to give it back <laughs> to the one who can take mm -hmm. care of that. And I think, you know, when you were saying that you remember all his characteristics and who he is, that's a way of doing that because it's like, we're lifting him high because when we feel the burden we're lifting the problem high, right? We're, it's right. like, that is too much. Well, it may be, it, it is too much for us, but it, it's not too much for him. So, yeah. The other thing, and you, you um, started out with this scripture on your 838 post was Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Mm -hmm. We are not fighting flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. And so we're to put on all the armor of God. And so sometimes the weariness and all that is can be a spiritual blowback, as we like to say, you know, when you're in the thick praying for these things, you know, the enemy kind of wants to get you to say, ah, oh, you should, like you said, give up. Don't, it's not making any difference, <laughs> all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the, the spiritual armor is so important. Um, and so do you want to talk about that at all, about how that helps and, uh, and how to use it in your prayer time? Yeah, yeah, you? just practically, yeah. if you have any. Sure. Um, I, you know, Tom and Joanne often lead us um, in this prayer. You know, when something's going on, they say, get your armor on. And we, we go through it together, just mm -hmm. putting it on bit by bit. Uh, kind of using that God-given imagination again, but yep. literally going head to toe. And mm -hmm. so it says, uh, stand, therefore, fasten on the belt of truth. And that's mm -hmm. where all of um, our truth is in Christ Jesus. He's the mm -hmm. way, the truth, and the life. And so we put on our breastplate of righteousness, which is Christ himself. He protects our heart and our being and our, sh our shoes for our feet, the readiness given by the gospel of peace, quick to share the gospel, uh, which is the saving work of Jesus Christ and how he, being fully God and fully man, uh, lived a perfect life here on the earth as an image bearer of God the Father and came to show us what God's heart is really like. And he loved us so much that he died for each one of us, taking our sins upon himself. And then uh, he died and rose again from the grave on the third day. And we know that he is living and seated at the right hand of God, the Father. But the Spirit um, lives within us. Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, lives within us when we ask him to be our Savior. Mm -hmm. And so we know that um, we take up this shield of faith, my faith mm -hmm. in that gospel of peace, I lift it high against the attack of the enemy. And by that, I can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Mm. And believe me, they will come. Yes. The flaming darts come in all kinds of ways and packages, and they are uniquely formed for you. Mm -hmm. In other words, where you're weak, where he knows you're weak in certain areas, that's what your arrow and dart is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And then taking on the helmet of salvation, Wow, the helmet that protects my brain, my mind, um, mm -hmm. all that I 
am in God protected. And then um, the sword of the spirit lifting it high, which is the word of God. So that is our only uh, way to fight back with mm-hmm. the enemy, right? Is through the word. So right. praying the word at all times in the spirit, mm-hmm. praying and thanking God for all things. So this is where we are. This is what God has shown us is the way we can protect ourselves. And I love it. It's um, I've grown to understand it more and more, although I don't fully understand it, right. but I certainly am trying and leaning into it. Right. And it takes on a whole new meaning when we're looking at, you know, the actual wars going on. And I love the end of it. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And also then at the end of those passages, it says, and pray. Um, I won't Mm. quote it because I don't have it open, but it it, it ends with prayer is the coverage of it all. So it's just a reinforcement, but even you walking us through that, I felt empowered, you know, I felt like, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Taking your sword and I got my armor. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh I'm ready. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not our battle. It is God's battle. He knows what's going on. He's on the throne. There's strategy happening. It looks, and what Tom likes to say, it looks like everything's falling apart, but everything is really coming together according to God's plan. We don't understand it. His ways are so much higher than ours. But let me tell you a story I heard this morning to encourage all of us. Yeah, I was on a prayer call. These are This is a ministry, Boots on the Ground, um, in Israel, and they've been, you know, anyway it's an amazing ministry and so this guy was talking about talking with a a father whose son is a uh sharpshooter in the idf um uh you know with the idf and he they're both orthodox jews and he told the story to empower christians uh, to know that prayer our prayers matter so this is what his son reported from the, the line, the war zone. He said, God's presence is tangible. Like they can feel God's presence. They were in, this is one part, a little part of the story. They were in, you know, undercover at night and there was an enemy advance. Now these are sharpshooters. So they're like an elite force and they usually can uh, tell when something's approaching, but for some reason, they didn't see them or hear them until they were on them, you know, like right there. And the weapons that they would have used to take them out was jammed. They couldn't do anything. And they thought they were dead. I mean, literally. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, and I love that all of a sudden leaves in the (laughs) Bible, a drone dropped a bomb on the enemy, like boom, took him out. And he said, I know God is protecting us. And this is why we are here. Um, We want you to have a message of hope that your prayers matter. So they are in there doing the boots to ground uh, in the war zone. Our job is to cover them in prayer and it matters and they feel it and things are happening because of it. Um, 
So I, incredible. I, isn't that incredible? I, I just thought, wow, what a great, you know, after, uh, the, you know, you can look at all the carnage and it is awful and it is horrible. And that's why we pray for a harvest of souls so that this is not the only world that people know that, that eternity can be in heaven with Jesus. And we are praying for that, but, um, we are at war and God says, don't be surprised. And, and here it is. And, you know, the other thing I think I've heard uh, through this that is really important for us as Christians to know is that since the dawn of time, <laughs> mm. there's been enemies of Israel and they've tried to take him out. I've heard somebody say from Haman to Hitler to Hamas. And then all the, the ites that you know, Canaanites, that um, I can't even say all the words. Yeah. Thank you, all the ites. <laughs> there are not one of Israel's enemy that remain. And I think that's a sobering point of history that you can look back at and go, wow, Bible is true. Uh, because, yes. yeah, so it's another reason we want to be... Um, have our shields up and our, and our prayers going so that we can be part of, um, what God is doing in our midst. Um, and so, yeah. Is and there you any... know what else? There yeah. is one more thing that I just keep seeing over and over again in my mind. And that is Jesus gives us so many things, you know, but one of the things he promises to give his believers is peace. Mm. And it says in John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Mm -hmm. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. How in the world could we not be afraid? Mm -hmm. The only way we could not be afraid is when we are trusting in the Prince of Peace, that he is living active and a promise keeper who keeps his promises, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and he promises that when we believe in him, we, we will have everlasting life and we go from life to life in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a good one to close on Sharon, a good word. And it is a supernatural empowerment of peace. And it does come straight from the throne of of grace from the Lord. So what if we close in prayer? What do you think? That sounds good. Practice what we're preaching. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being with me today. Cause I'm edified just talking with you. And, and I do think this is a time uh, we talked about this in our church on Sunday, how uh, it's out of first um, Thessalonians five. And it's about, Oh no, he was referring back to Romans. I think. I don't know. I'm messing this all up. But anyway, um, it's talking about that even as the days get darker and more evil, meeting together is so much more important to keep edifying each other and encouraging each other. So just want to encourage um, people out there to, it can be one other prayer person, you know, doesn't have to be a whole bunch of people, but to really be looking at, and that was one of my prescriptions of how we get out of our weariness is we serve others. We look at how we, how can we reach out to others and, and link arms with others. So thank you for being one that I can link my arms with Sharon. I'm um, happy to link arms with you. Yeah, we, we are so <laughs> blessed. Do you want to start or you want me to start? I will be happy to start. All righty. 
So, Lord God, we come before you right now just praising your magnificent name. Where you are is peace and joy. And we, are, we just move into that place with you. Give us your peace. Give us your joy despite what's happening on the earth. Give us the, the wisdom from heaven to know how to pray. Uh, you tell us to call to us and you will answer us and tell us great and unsearchable things we don't know. So Lord, we're leaning into you. Show us how to pray. Show us how to intercede. Take our weary, drooping hands and our heads and lift them up and help us see you. See the love in your eyes. See the salvation of, that you offer and just be at peace and pray. And we ask this in your name. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. I just pray in agreement. And I thank you for Sharon just giving us a glimpse of your heart um, through how she experiences you. Lord, I pray for the weary souls that are actually in the battle or that they're in Israel, they're in Gaza, um, they're in those places that are in harm's way right now. And uh, you tell us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we do pray for that, Lord. And, and I confess, Lord, that seems impossible. Um, but you are the God of the impossible. You say with man, this is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. So our job mm-hmm. is to bring our little little mustard seeds of faith and put it in your hands, lay it at your throne of grace for you to do exponentially with it what you will. And so, Lord, this is a call for believers here in the U.S., um, believers that have not had to face persecution before, but we're starting to get just a little bitty taste of it, um, it to really trust you. Um, to trust who you say you are, to trust what the word says is true. And so I ask for faith to arise, Lord, here in the U.S. I ask that we all um, are sensitive to your voice and your nudging Holy Spirit to do our little part and to remember we don't have to do it all. We do not have to do it all. We can't do it all. You're the only perfect one. You're the only shoulders that can handle all this. But we do our little part. And we give it to you for you to do um, exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever dream or imagine on behalf of your people who are the apple of your eye. And for your purposes, Lord, uh, to be done during this time. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Angel. Oh, thank you, Sharon. Love you so much. Love you too.